Walleye Talk is brought to you in part by Dan Ryan Guide Service. And Will Newer's North Leach Lake Guide Service. Uh, as is our new tradition, we would like to offer a fins and feathers package. Yeah, or a cast and blast cast if you're not, uh, you know, some churched up guy like <laughs> like Dan is. <laughs> um, so we, we, we did one of these last year. It's two half days of walleye fishing and two half-ish days of grouse hunting. Yeah. And... We cook you a meal at the one end. One delicious meal of hopefully grouse and walleye. Yeah, the perfect combination. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we're looking for is a group of four to come up here and enjoy a beautiful weekend in the Northwoods. Yep. We ideally Mid to late October. We have two ideal dates. Uh, first of which is the uh, is the fourteenth and fifteenth. Yep. That's our ideal date. That's a Friday, Saturday, but we're willing to be flexible with flexible. some dates. Especially um, if it's midweek. Yep. Yeah. For sure. So it's uh, it's like cold water walleye fishing, mm-hmm. which last year worked out really good, and like pretty primo grouse hunting, I would say. Right. And we don't know how it shakes out if it's uh, morning of walleye fishing and an afternoon of grouse hunting or vice versa. We make that call in the moment, but... Couple days of hunting and fishing with Will and Dan, and we'll cook for you. So if you're interested, email Dan Ryan Guide Service at gmail.com, Will Newer at gmail.com. Yep. You can look up uh, longvilleguide.com too, that'll come right straight to my email. You can send us a message on Facebook, send us a message on Instagram. We'd like to do it, it's a lot of fun. I really enjoyed the crew we did it with last year. So hoping to find a group of four so we can get a couple boats and grouse hunt together. A bunch of shotguns. Thanks. Times, they are changing. Yep. It's really very nice outside. Yeah. This is, like, if, if I had to book a trip, not for just the success, but for the overall experience, the weekend after Labor, or the weekend after Labor Day, or two weeks after Labor Day, mm-hmm. is definitely when it's, like, worth every moment to be here. Yep. Different, like, vibe. Like, the whole air region has a different vibe. Mm-hmm. Like, the community breathes a bit of a sigh of relief. Like, woof Made it. Made it. Made it another season. Yep. Lakes are quieter. Fish are generally biting. Like, decent. Unless you're on Little Boy. No more <laughs> walleyes in Little Boy. <laughs> Got them all. Got them all. Have to wait till they stock up again next spring. <laughs> Thanks, DNR. Uh, this is, <laughs> is Walleye Talk. I'm Dan Ryan. I'm Will Newer. Uh, this week we're doing a review, um, including some tips on how to fish in a crowd, because it was something we both had to do. I think we've got week. some listener questions. Yeah, aptly timed. Like, came in this morning. Like, oh, oh, super. Perfect. Way to go, guys. Um, we are finishing up Groundhog Day. This will be the last Groundhog Day. Our creative juices are spent. Yep. Yep. And then we'll do a preview. Of what's to come in the next week to ten days, and then we'll get out of here. It's going to be a good one. I have one thing I was thinking about. Tell me. Please hurry. Fingernails. Yep. For fishing guides. Mm-hmm. So, like, I really hate the feeling of clipped fingernails. Mm-hmm. Like, I do. I bite my fingernails. I do, too. I'm a child. But you also are digging in warm dirt all the time, so you have to, like, wash your hands pretty good if you want to not be chewing on warm dirt. I just chew on worms. Yeah, without question. Do you ever leave one a little long on purpose? No. 
Never? Why would you do that? Because look at that. That's a Nightcrawler pincher right there, man. Why would you worry about that? You don't just use, you use fingernails? Yeah, you want a good crisp cut. I use my teeth. (laughs) (laughs) I've got this standing joke too now, that every time you pinch a crawler, you take the second half of it and you put it under your tongue. Mm -hmm. And that way it keeps it nice and moist. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep, my left thumb fingernail is always left a little long just for pinching crawlers. Look at you. you I just promise think. it's for pinching night crawlers. <laughs> 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 well, it's here from Portadoc, you weirdo. Having fun in the sun on the lake all day long. Porta-doc.com. Porta-doc.com. Find your local Portadoc dealer today. Porta-doc.com. All right, Will just left. We're going to play a a beverage drinking game this week if you'd like to participate. If Will says the word west or westerly or west winds, you have to drink your drink of choice. Wilbur, how was your week? Uh, I had a... There was parts of it that were really good, and I had one really bad day. Little boy got me again. Mm. It is about a year to date, right? Or within a week. Yeah, within a week. And uh, it's, I look back on the, the years prior, and I've just, I've always had, I've been way too optimistic about that lake in the beginning of fall, where I, I, I don't know where they go. I mean, I did another day where I drove like two and a half hours. Yep. This is the right crew for it. Too. It was like, the perfect crew for like it. Like, they would have been very tolerant of, of, well, they were very tolerant probably of you looking for them, and they get it, you know? Yeah. You can't. You gotta have fish under you to catch them, right? So it's just one of those deals where I, I've got. You would have thought I would have learned from my lessons already, but I, I haven't learned. So now I think I have. We're just gonna not fish there. The beginning of September. Sure, <laughs> I remember you because it was a fishery want trip. Yep, and. Uh, sure you went there with the best of intentions to like whoop on them for sure um and to have some space yourself a little bit probably yep and uh yeah it happens it just happens Mm -hmm. and you know thank god for smallmouth (laughs) (laughs) i was thinking about we brought i brought it up last week the whole don't fish memories thing Mm -hmm. dude that is like what you're doing with a fishing guide they might be recent memories but like that's the business, and that's the way we can make a four-hour trip worth worth your while, right? Right. If we had to always go out and drive and look for brand new ones, oh, we'd run out. Oh my god, <laughs> we'd run out of time real quick, right? So, uh, yes, but there's a big difference, right? We have there's on every lake we fish. There's more than just one area we fish, right? We don't sure. go out to Woman Lake and there's just this one. We don't just fish Government Point. Right. Right? We, we There's a collection, and between the two of us, there's somebody out there every week. Mm-hmm. There's a collection of areas and a collection of times. We've gathered lots of data. Yeah. And we still, I mean, you say we don't fish memories, but we never don't drive a spot anymore. Sure. Yeah. So, sure we are, but we're, they're memories because we've caught fish there, in a sense. You know, they're in, yep. in a sense, they're memories because we, we've caught fish there. But we do the research ahead of time and during to make it so we're not just fishing memories. Yeah, right. But I, th- I think uh, 
like I was the reason I was thinking of it is I've been like if I've got an afternoon trip and I get to pick people up, I take a half hour to forty five minutes to drive, right? Mm-hmm. And I look at I might look at one or like I've got in my mind right now spot one or two maybe that has fish on it. Um I'm certain that I'm gonna fish those spots and then like I might look at three and four to see like they usually show up here this time of year. And then I just drive a bunch of random stuff. Yep, try right? to find you. And, like, most of the time, there's nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you've built a four-hour trip off of that, driving around looking for, lots of it is nothing. Lots of it's nothing. Yeah, I said this last week. I'm sure I talked about it, where I drove around for two hours, and mm-hmm. all I found were bluegills and 26-foot mm-hmm. rock. Um, <laughs> it's just one of those things, you know, but I'm certain I'm missing something. Oh, yeah, but it's going to be a spot like, uh, yeah, it's just, it's going to be a small inside corner that has a bunch. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem is there's a lot of inside corners and there's two yep. hours is not very much driving. Right. Yep. Um, I had similar experience, pretty good fishing. The bar bumps up this time of year, right? Where you're like hoping for, I think you say a crooked number, right? Yep. Or a double digit number. Yep. So like my expectation, my hope is up significantly over two weeks ago um and uh you almost expect you, two weeks ago you hope for 10 mm-hmm. now you kind of you kind of expect it Dang, like, yeah if you, 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 you had a bad day if you didn't get real close to the double digit mark right at least in our mind right but that that still happens it's for also sure. like the most common time that, that that happens to you um and then the lakes were busy and that can definitely change my attitude about it can have a direct outcome on how many fish you catch, and then it, the bigger difference, I'd say, is what it does to my attitude about mm-hmm. fishing spots. Like today, just didn't even do spot number one. Yep. Drove by four of them there. Ten, ten them. minutes later, there was two of us. Is that right? Yeah, I should have texted you. There was a cluster of, like, there were those three boats besides you were, like, real tight. I know. And I'm like, man, I think they're right where I want to be. There was a million fish where they were sitting, but there was plenty where I was. Sure. Too. So I just did, I just said to my customers, I can't do it. Can't do that. Let's go. And that was the right call for, for me and for the day. Like Good. my day ended up great, but man, the crowds can really shift your attitudes a little bit. Overall, fishing was great over the weekend. I think most people were pretty successful. Um, the weather was good for it. Yeah. Beautiful. Nice, cool mornings and a little bit of wind. Today's a good fish catching day. It was a good fish catching day. Mm-hmm. I miss my vantage so much. Yeah, you look so silly. I feel silly. Your bow turned into the wind. It's terrible. <laughs> terrible. I know it's costing me two fish a trip. On the good days, it's costing me two fish. I'd believe it. <clears throat> um, do you, so what do you, like, the topic that went with our review was how do you, how do you fish in a crowd? What do you, what do you do? So, like, what I did today, those boats were bunched up. And there was a lot of a lot of good area away from them, so I just kind of found a little area that I could work freely without any anybody in my business, mm-hmm. and that worked out really good. Granted, four boats isn't a super big crowd, and I'm sure it was much busier over the weekend. Yeah, but I pick, I just choose lakes that aren't super crowded for Labor Day Memorial Fourth of July weekend. Sure, because I'm not going to deal with that. Yeah. 
it's hard to hard to find to strike the balance because you like I've been approaching it as I like owe it to my customers to take a shot at at it. And I feel like what ends up happening is if you get a little momentum on those community spots, right, and like get a system where you're catching a couple, then it can feel pretty good because you're in there with a bunch of people and you're catching fish and not everybody is mm-hmm. maybe catching fish. Um, so like one spot in particular, day one was not, I was not the guy. We got a couple there and then like it was not working out for me. I didn't see a lot of other fish getting caught, but there were some. But it, for me, it was like, this is not it. I think... I need to do something else. <laughs> and um, and then the next day, same amount of boats, but I got a little momentum and we caught like eight or nine off that Nice. Right, right in the crowd. And I think a lot of it is just like how the, the first like 15, 20 minutes shake out. Mm-hmm. Right? If, you, if you catch a couple, you feel good. You can kind of like carve out your own little space and do your thing. Um, but if you don't, then maybe it is time to move on. Carving out space, I think, is real important. Yeah. You get your own kind of home. Here's your home square. I'm going to stay in mine. If you stay in yours, we're going to be fine. Sure. We're not going to have any... We're not going to... Denny Letts in them here. <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm glad you kind of, like, mumbled that. Yeah. We'll leave it. Um, <laughs> I love the guy, but he ain't afraid to come bump you. <laughs> um, yeah, and it, it, we don't deal with that many days of it. There no. are some guys... Mostly out of Pikedale Lodge that I think kind of thrive on it. Thrive on it. Yep. And there is something to be said for figuring out ways to catch them in the crowd. But I generally don't like conflict, you know? Like, I, I want to be, like, happy and friendly with the people on the w- water if I feel like I'm rubbing somebody wrong. Even if I'm maybe not, that, mm-hmm. like, that kind of ruins the experience for me. Um, whereas some guys, I think, like, they're in there. To rub people yeah. wrong. Yep. Absolutely. Right. Carl. So- Carl. <laughs> Specifically Carl. Carl's one of the nicest individuals you'll ever see. Just try not to see him on the water. <laughs> but I think Carl's whole approach is he tries to like make the whole thing a big fun party time in there when there's a bunch of boats. And that's probably an okay approach, right? Yeah, try to be the fun I've, guy. I've heard from other people that aren't in the boat with him. Carl is a, a guy who fishes Leech Lake in case you haven't ever listened to... Once on Woman. Once on Woman. Last week. Once and never again, maybe. Yeah, probably never again. Oh, but it, the, these people have said, like, he lightens the whole crowd up. Really? Yep. Like, if there's a bunch of boats, as soon as Carl gets there, he'll start joking around, and then everybody sort of, like, lets their guard down a little bit, you know? <laughs> huh. Good. Well, good job, Carl. Ultimately, I think we, we've said it over and over again. Our goal is to not have to do that. Today, for sure. Today, for me, I felt like, good job not doing it and still having a good day fishing. For sure. Um but sometimes you you have to. Sometimes imagine you have being to. pool four fishermen. <laughs> oh, <sighs> rivers are always more crowded as it is. Right, but no, not 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 for me. Yeah, I'm so, happy where we're at. I agree. Um, Especially for the next. That's like the whole idea. Forty though. days, forty five days. It's gonna be nothing but nonstop good times. Right, but I do think, like for me, the like. The driving I do get to do, like, the whole reason I'm doing it is so I don't have to be by other people. For sure. <laughs> right? Like, give me give me a couple of my own. Mm-hmm. If you give me 10 of my own instead of 30 with a bunch of other people, I'll take the 10 on my own any given day. You know? Yeah, absolutely. So, that's what we should all be looking for. All right. Should we take a break? Absolutely. 
This episode of Wally Talk is brought to you by The One Stop in Longville. The One Stop's got great fall apparel going up now. Uh, nice warm weather equipment, stuff if you want to get out grouse hunting and get a new hat. Stop on in and freshen up your look today. I do feel like it's hard to find a good blaze orange hat. Yeah, they're all like cheap junk. Why can't we get them just like our nice summer caps? You know, because always, it's, you're, like, if you're in blaze orange and you want just a baseball hat, it's because it's friggin' hot out. Right. I want one that's breathable, because mm-hmm. I'm a sweaty monster. The One Stop did run one. I love that hat, man. Me too. Man. I've got one myself. And I don't know if it really counts as blaze orange, but you'd have to be doing a bunch of other things wrong, I think, to get in trouble for, for sure. wearing. Because it was just, like, bright orange. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that was a great hat. Yes. I lost it. I don't know where it is. <gasps> Probably in a lake. You did not. Yeah, I did. <laughs> My kid yeah. wants to be on the podcast, too. I do want to ask you a question about, we didn't have this on the menu, but, like, what do you, we are, we continue to fish lakes besides Leech Lake. Like, what's it going to take for you to get back up there? Um, like I want colder temps. The, we've, what, one thing that's really got me super optimistic is the wind keeps blowing out of the west. Mm. that's huge yep. and as long as that wind keeps blowing west you know i'd love to have a big west, a storm come out of the west <laughs> yeah just to get everything started for sure i just that's what i want <laughs> yeah. and why are you laughing at no, me I, I couldn't agree more yes so i'm waiting for like big big blows to get things jump started if we don't get that it's just going to take more time the the bite will start later if that we don't get the big winds i agree so and like generally in the fall, like what are you looking for for wind directions? Like, west, lots of westerlies. Yeah. Northwest generally because it means cooler, cooling temps. Why are you laughing at me? Gosh, what? <laughs> Nothing. I just like hearing you talk about fall fishing, man. I love it. I can't wait. And it's it's getting to the time where we should think about checking some of this stuff. Yeah. But it's it's I know it's going to be early. Earlier than usual, you think? Yeah. Just because of the the weather patterns. Right. Yeah. And I maybe the bite won't be great right away. But but if it's but if it's good, Mm -hmm. I'm gonna be happy. It doesn't need to be great to start, because it's right now what I've got going on leech isn't isn't great at all. Mm -hmm. It's very poor. Right. So anything better than very poor (laughs) makes me very happy. (laughs) Yeah. Especially if they eat a minnow. Yes. Any any sort of a minnow. I don't care. I'm happy anyway. I agree. And I think it is coming, I, I would say it's going to come earlier than usual. What usually ends up happening for us, though, is that, like, we get in the cast lake mode and then, like, we don't, we don't do leech until after that. Mm-hmm. And that's probably going to be, well, I know that's true for me. me I don't too. have any time to be up there until afterwards. Which is fine, because it'll, I almost, I'm almost certain it'll be going by then. Yeah. Why were you laughing, though? Man, I just, I, the fall, you get fired up about I fall fishing, fall. and I know you've got good theories on, like, prevailing westerlies and what they're going to do to yes. the fishing. That's There's years we don't get them. We, like, it's warm, and it's, like, south winds all the time. Yeah. They just don't bite. They're just not where we want them to be. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we have a couple listener questions. Perfect. Uh, first question comes from Pat Simon, guy I've fished with quite a bit. Dude, like, whoops on him when I've fished. I've fished with him twice. And the, he was the guy last fall where I, like, couldn't... It was me and him. Just two people. Just two of us. 
and I could barely fish. He was catching them so fast. That's a good problem to have. Yeah. We were pitching jigs um, in shallow sand on each lake. And I could, seriously, for probably half an hour, I could barely get my jig pitched out there because he was whooping on them. <laughs> my goodness. That's a great problem to have. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Pat what you said, need to teach Pat is the art of the boat flip. Yeah. Because that changes the game. He might have he been game for that. But we were, we, were racking, it, we were racking them up pretty good. Because <laughs> you, just, you just speed up your efficiency, you know? Right. Uh, Pat asked, wind, how it affects the whole underwater world and why and how walleyes relate to it. Also, how you approach windblown structure like offshore structure um, or structure that runs out from shore. Would you typically fish it up or downwind or still just rely on your electronics? Pretty good question. There's a lot in that. For sure. That one question. So I'll take my first shot at the first part of it. So um, I think we can just all generally agree upon the fact that wind-driven shoreline stuff is a thing. And that's maybe enough just to know that. You maybe don't need to know what's happening. And all we're going to do in the next couple minutes is guess. Yep. But, uh, yeah. So what I would guess, my best guess after being asked a version of this question a hundred times, is that somewhere in the food chain, wind gets things started. And it's probably a layer or two lower than you might think. Like, anything our walleyes are eating, I don't think it's getting pushed up against the The bait rocks. itself is not getting pushed. I just pushed. don't agree with that. doesn't make a lot of sense in my mind that whatever a walleye's eating, a three-inch perch or a one-inch perch doesn't really matter. I don't think they're getting pushed there. I think they're going there because they need to eat, too. Right. That's my best guess. You think it starts a step below the perch? Yes. A step or two, who knows? Right, right. That's where that's where the guessing game is. Yep. And then the other part of it is that tumultuous water leads to good, to a predatory advantage, right? Which means, which means that predators are gonna are gonna seek out opportunities, especially like walleyes, where, well, maybe not just walleyes, generally not. It, I think, anytime vision is impaired by anything, whether mm-hmm. it be light or tumultuous water, walleyes thrive. They they seem, and they're in their eating. Right. And so, wind-driven shoreline stuff is, would be one example. If you imagine what it looks like off Battle Point when the wind's blowing <laughs> out of the, like, southwest, it's probably pretty churned up in there. I would imagine. And I think walleyes are able to capitalize pretty well. So, they're going to go there and they're going to eat. So yeah. what kind of what kind of short what kind of what kind of bottom content are you looking for when you're looking at uh, wind blowing shorelines? Generally rock. I'm trying to think of rock and sand. Rock and sand for sure. Right, because there's sand between all that rock, and the, that's what's yes. imp- that's what's impairing it. You know, you get that sand churning up. That's what's getting the water sure. darker. Sure. Yep. If I think about the only other option is weeds. And it, like they they may be there, but they're not going to be like in the in the junk. They mm-hmm. they are going to be on the outside edge, edge stuff. Yep. Um, certainly on leech, it's wind or it's rock and sand, uh, rock and sand mix. 
And the best examples of really shallow bites for me, oh man, that's maybe not completely true, especially for you, where you end up sometimes in the spring and the fall. But for me, it's uh, shallow rock, shallow sand. I don't know. I would say for like 90% of what I do is going to be in the rock. If I'm going to fish, with the exception of our two sand spots, I'm going to fish rock. And they're not super shallow. No, no. And you know, when the wind's really blowing, you want to be in like six feet of water. Mm-hmm. It's when wind is like kind of perfect is when you want to be in four or five foot of water. That's, that's a good point. Yep. But I, I, from this point forward, I'm, I'm focusing almost all my attention on big structures. If they not, aren't true shoreline structures, they have a lot of similarities to shoreline structures, like giant flats and Yep. And stuff like that, you know, yep. where they, they, they share the similar attributes, but it's just not butted up to the shoreline. Yeah. But I would consider them, like, if you look at it on the net, like, that's a shoreline structure. To a walleye, that's shoreline structure. For sure. I think you're right, and I think you're, like, that's the key to lots of them. Mm-hmm. Lots of them, and more often than not, big ones, too, I think, are, you need, like, big structure if you want big schools or big fish. Now, there's obviously outliers to that and that's different in june mm-hmm. it's so much different in june mm-hmm. but just not in september october right um and then even if you are doing offshore stuff yeah i mean part of it i think is you just have to like what do you if you have a chunk of offshore stuff what are you going to look at first well let's look at the wind driven stuff first the wind driven part first yep. not to say i'm not going to drive the backwards or the back side of it because in my head that actually makes more sense that they would be like looking for bait getting coming to them yeah but uh generally i'd look at the it's sometimes well most of the time that's not how it works right they don't sit on the back side only like you've got a particular island that you fish the slack water like yeah where the slack meets the right yep and uh i don't know it's there's there's a lot to that and we just i mean we just scratch the surface on it yeah he does. He also mentions um, down drifting or pulling it. I would say, like, if you were to boil it down, if you're rig- if I'm rigging it, and I can pull upwind, I will just because I have better control Speed of exactly control. where my boat goes and how fast it goes. <laughs> but as we go in on to, into the fall, that'll change, and a lot of it's because all of a sudden, like, you're not fishing a thirty yard stretch of water; you're fishing a Half a quarter mile. Yeah. Right. Even on the smaller lakes. Right. They'll be scattered on bigger pieces, and it just makes more sense to to get all the lines laid out sideways. And Man, I'd like to do that. Boy, it's it's hard to beat a good west wind on that east side, though. Oh, my God. (laughs) That west wind blows right into Battle Point. Yep. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (sighs) And we, we always talk about battle. It's not always the best, but you know, you look at your fall memories and they all come from battle, you know, cause you got those rocks right there mm-hmm. and you're like, mm-hmm. here they are. And battle's big too. So mm-hmm. it, it, uh, you can fish it a bunch of different ways and you can also, I feel like sometimes you can fish it pretty hard and not catch them and they're there eating somewhere. Right. But you can't see them. Can't cover enough water. Can't cover enough of it. Uh, yeah, 
you know, the, the wind that always gets me is a southeast wind that blows in there, and it's not the same as a west wind. It's not. It's it blows the opposite direction. I, I just, they just aren't in there like they are. Yeah. Yep, you can, man, I think of, there's a lot of different ways to, to fish Battle Point. You know, ideally, it's when you can pitch, but that doesn't happen very often. Yeah. There's always too many boats there, it seems like. But right. It's all right. We'll drift it. We'll make it work. And there's some big ones that live there. Mm-hmm. Oof, I can't wait. Oh, my goodness. All right. You're going to be okay? Yeah, it's exciting, man. It is exciting. And well, we're... Let's, let's knock out the other listener questions. This is from Jason Kaup. I think he's written in before. I know we've... I, he and I have corresponded email-wise. Uh, what's the difference between pulling a bottom bouncer and a Lindy rig? They're two different... They're two different weight systems. So a traditional bottom bouncer is a V-shaped wire. And on the bottom portion, there is lead weight. And at the tip of the V is a clevis, or a, a swivel, barrel swivel, that you attach your main line to. And then coming off the top portion of the V is another snap swivel. That's where you traditionally put your spinner ring. Um, your... Yeah, your spinner rig, your secret lake tackle spinner rig. Right. Uh, if you, at least if you're good at fishing spinners, you do. <laughs> but, uh, and a Lindy rig is a sliding weight that goes to a barrel swivel, which then goes to your Lindy rig itself. Your leader, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, just to, like, boil it down a little bit, um, bottom bouncer, you have a terminally tied weight that doesn't move. That helps you get your bait where you need it, but it doesn't have... In a Lindy rig, you have a sliding component. Whether It doesn't matter what weight system you're using. If you're Lindy rigging, it slides on the line, which allows you to drop line when you get a bite. Um, bouncing, very, they're very different things. For for most avid walleye anglers, you would never Lindy rig with a bottom bouncer. Right. You would pull a bouncer to get a spinner where you needed it. So you can add speed speed yep. yep it's a way to get your bait down there and to keep your bait out of the junk but it's not a sliding weight system which is the defining characteristic of a lindy rig yep i also don't yeah it's that just be... that simple just that simple uh, <laughs> with growing families uh who will be the first to abandon the tiller for a wheelboat damn who, who would you guess damn really yeah for sure uh, why because I know when I'm going to buy a wheelboat. You mean, well, you mentioned that you were thinking about it a couple years ago. Is I was thinking about it. Mm-hmm. I decided I'm never going to do it. I got, <laughs> there was so much repercussions. I don't dare even I think about it again. I think you're wrong, though. And you've said, well, I think I'm going to get a wheelboat next year. You said that to me this year. I'm going to buy a okay. 208. I'm just messing with you. It was super fun fishing out of a 208. Here's what I, why I think it's you. Your wife likes to fish more than mine does. My my kid will not know what a windshield is. I love my wife, but if it comes to, hey, will you buy a wheelboat I so I'll go it. fishing with I you? I would love it if that happens. It's just not going to happen. Oh, man. I All love right. my wife so, very much. To be determined. <laughs> Last question. This is a good one. Uh, we're wrapping up here in probably like five weeks, mm-hmm. four weeks, something like that. Oh, We'll get back to the that um, noise. 
what are some other podcasts that you'd recommend to fill the gap between the walleye talk off season and when we get started in the spring? Well, I'm I'm really excited about the the people we took a, lot, a couple weeks ago, the Algiers, the Dad Bot Outdoors. Mm-hmm. They're extremely funny people. Yep. And they're it's just like you're. I mean, they're super. I'm just like us. We're super normal people too. Well, abnormally normal people, and they're the same kind of weird normal. <laughs> yeah. And they're funny. I agree. Yep. And I think they cover like a wider variety of topics, which would probably be better for a for an audience. You know. Um. That'd be, that'd be a great, great one to start on. Yep. I'm a huge meat eater fan. I listen, like I get excited for, they come out Monday mornings and I, like as soon as I get in my truck to go fishing Monday morning, I start that podcast. Uh, they're top tier. I think they're, they're super professional, you know, like we, we're not even in the same wheelhouse. We use the same platform, but these guys are they're all super educated. They have a variety of backgrounds. They have a, uh, a, they bring on really, really excellent guests. Yeah. How do they find half these people? I don't know. I mean, Steve Ranello, the host, is like a well, a well written guy. You know, right. he's like very well published. He's got a book about bison that's like everybody thinks that it's like one of the better, uh, whatever. They're they're super smart dudes, and they you want to wipe off your face a little bit. You're drooling. <laughs> they just happen <laughs> to like to hunt and fish. Um, yeah, so I I listen to them pretty religiously. Um, a little bit of Joe Rogan would be my suggestion. Maybe pick and choose your Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah, and uh, that's about all I listen to for podcasts. Um, and feel free to re-listen to ours. Just don't start on the first season. It might be fun. It's terrible. It's cringy. It's terrible. It's I mean, we were cringy. way funnier back then. Mm-hmm. There was only like 11 people listening, though. And so it was a lot go. louder than it is now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I'd, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Find us one. Find yeah. us a podcast. I'd, I'd take a to. suggestion. I don't know of any, I, well, we have, the reason we don't do the winter stuff is we have both decided that we would exhaust the ice fishing content like immediately well people want us to be like hey you guys are good in the summer you guys are probably really good in the winter and it turns out we are really bad in the winter (laughs) like we're not terrible we get enough for a meal yeah but we get enough for a meal for us yeah we can't get enough for a meal for you guys right that's the problem. I also, it's just, it's important to have a little bit of time to just sit there and see what happens, right? Mm-hmm. Sit there, and if nothing happens, that's all right. That's no big deal. That's all right. I still have four beers. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I've been telling people, I'm like, yeah, either I'm not very good at it or fishing around here, whatever. I like to just go out, fish for a couple hours, drink four beers, and have a great time. Yeah, that's it. it's the perfect recipe. So that would be our content for... December through the end of February. How did you keep your beers from freezing? <laughs> really? Interesting. You put them in front of the heater for a minute? Wow. I never would have thought of that. Yeah. All right. Thanks for the questions. Anything yeah, else you great. want to add to it? Keep them coming. Yeah. We I'm need like to take it. another break, though. Yep. Walleye Talk is brought to you in part by Full Stringer Bait and Tackle in Longville, Minnesota. We're getting down to the end of the season They're open for maybe about a month, maybe five weeks more. 
but keep in mind that they do have a self-serve bait operation throughout the winter months. So whether you're looking for minnows or waxies or maybe you forgot a bait bucket, they've got some services that they keep open throughout the year. So just because they might shut their front doors doesn't mean that their self-serve station isn't open through the winter months. All right. The consequence for this Groundhog Day is that if you don't get it, if you don't get it done, we have to keep doing Groundhog Day. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> um, so th- for this one, you are not the captain. You have to pick another captain. It wouldn't be me, I don't think, but it can't be me. Cannot. Cannot be me. It's got to be in Walker Bay. You get to choose which time of year. And you have to catch 30 of them. So you have to pick a captain for a west side Walker Bay trip any day of the open water season to catch 30 walleyes and talk us through how you think this particular dude or chick or chick. I'll say like essentially I'm I'm asking you to give an endorsement for a, a west side Walker Bay guide. Okay. Well, I'm gonna pick June, whatever the Leech Lake Classic is. Oh, okay. I want that time of year. All right. And I want Captain Giant Monstrous Massive Mammoth <laughs> Steve Nosbish. Uh, he owns Ken Catch Tackle. The so owner, has... him and Lacey, owner operator. are owner operators of this wonderful tackle company, Ken Catch Tackle. It is a good tech company. They have amazing... That's the only reason I'd want to do an ice fishing podcast is just to talk about boss Can catch boss blooms. Yeah, of course. What else is there? Go ahead, though. Um, I won't interrupt you anymore. So, and we're going to get it done right away. Wind's going to be blowing out of the west at like 25 miles an hour. Okay. We're going to go to the only spot in Walker Bay that has walleyes in that second point. <laughs> and we are going to dominate. And it's going to take us eight hours. Isn't second point on a western shoreline? I don't know. That's what it happened. That's the way it was when I caught a bazillion of them the one time. Okay. Straight memories, homie. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. So we're gonna go there, and we're gonna club the tar out of them with his wonderful jigs, and shiners, and it's gonna be wet, wild, and fantastic. We're gonna fish out of a ranger. Whatever he's got, twenty foot ranger council boat, mm-hmm. and we're gonna smash on him, and we're gonna catch a bunch of thirteen inchers. <laughs> With, and then all of a sudden, there's going to be like a 28. Sure. It's going to be awesome. That's a great time of year to do that. We do it day one. Day one. Day one. We just club them. Club them. It was no big deal. That was like the easiest one ever. All right. I got great big giant. And Steve, you should see Steve's hook sets. For being such a mammoth man, I'm very dainty hook set. Hmm. He's like, it's like he's got no upper body strength. <laughs> it's like it's all in his legs. I think they have to rein it in. No, I just don't think it's there. <laughs> I, think, I don't think it's there. You know, it's crazy. Whenever I see Steve, he's all full of bruises because Lacey's beaten up on him. Yeah. Well, I think that's good for everybody, though. Yeah, keep him under control. Good choice. I like it. I, I felt like you were pretty matter-of-fact. Mm. Yeah. That's the way it's going to work. Okay. It's going to be just money. You'll have a bunch of fun, too. Oh, yeah. Me yeah. and Big Steve. I'd love to hire some of those West Side guys just to see their personalities. Yeah. It's like... You in the guide road, you end up with a lot of peers that you don't know from like 
in-depth conversations, but you know them through social media. A lot of us like start to like Jason Freed, right? Jason, yep. I've been saying that Jason is like my best friend. I get to see twice a year. And it's usually in the full stringer bait shop. <laughs> I don't get to, like, spend a lot of time with him, but I really enjoy him. Like, I know he's a guy who's, like, cut from the same cloth, you know? And I think there are a lot of guys like that, you know, oh, yeah. who I'd, I'd enjoy spending time it's, with. But sorry, we're all busy at the same time. Right. And they're busy now for different reasons. Right. Yep. Because they have day jobs. Like, Steve, he's busy because he's teaching. a teacher. Yep. And we're just busy because the fish are biting. I hope that... I hope Groundhog Day overall that you'll look back on it and think that was an all right segment. But we are very much done with it. I imagine that means that you're pretty well done with it. But that just means that our listeners are tasked with another game that we need to play. Because mm-hmm. so far, all of our games have been from been our listeners. Right. Yeah. So what did we, have? we had Would You Rather. Mm-hmm. We had Groundhog Day. What did we... Uh, drifted or no drifted. that one was sucked that was me thing that's because I thought of it it was uh, what was the first one right it was uh, <gasps> how, how was it no what I came up with uh, the Saw Guy series oh that was a good one yep uh, but we that one ran its its course too yeah it got that. very inappropriate very quickly <laughs> and then no what was it it was the you had to pick a day in the future or the past, and you had to complete the task, kind of. Or you had to predict the outcome. You know which one I'm talking about. We had to predict the outcome of, like, the MWC. The MWC was on leech. You have to fish, and how do you do? Hmm. You remember that? It sounds a lot like what the like Groundhog Day. Yeah, but, it's, but it was different. Okay. It was like we just had to predict gotcha. what happened on sure. this date. Gotcha. I wonder what we called it. I don't remember. Me either. All right, moving on. <laughs> Hopefully Groundhog Day was uh, worth uh, all of our time. What's happening this week? Uh, I'm going to spend two days, hopefully two days up on the Cast Lake chain, looking for some walleyes, uh, hopefully finding more than just 15 inchers, and then I've got some, i got a full day with you, I think. When's that? September 11th. Oh, yeah, yeah, Never yeah, yeah. forget. Yep. Yep? Yep. You'll have a good time with that crew. Good. Is this the crew from Missouri? Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is going to be a fun one. Yep. Um, and then I've... It's all walleyes. It's all walleyes. Yep. From here on out. Uh, yeah, I would be hesitant to, like, hope for anything besides walleyes with us from here on out. Mm-hmm. Um, Part of it's because we like lose track a little bit of the other things we try to do, and it, and then I think there's some seasonal changes, and then we're like done with the panfish. Bye. There's some, I think there's some great fall crappie fishing around. No idea how to do it, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm all right with that. Same with the perch. We don't we don't keep up with the perch. We accidentally catch a couple here and there, but it's not like we try yeah. for them. So. Yeah, I think walleye fishing is in, like, it's going to be pretty darn good around the region. Um, day to day, it's going to change. You know, like, big the, the, the weather in the fall can matter a whole bunch, too. So, for, Especially for how long or when it starts. Yeah. Uh, 
I think the next time you'll hear from us is going to be on the eve of the Cast Lake tournament, probably. And we're going to be so optimistic. Yep. It's going to be awesome. Hopefully we're optimistic. Oh, I'm going to be optimistic. All right. Worst case, worst case scenario, Dan, you have to pull a rabbit out of your hat, and you can do that. I did fish with the Holmgrens up there on some of their typical tournaments, tournament mm-hmm. spots, and we did all right, man. Are you going to steal a tournament spot from the Holmgrens? I don't know. One Those time. little dudes are... They're grudgy. I caught, I, well, Dave Black caught like a 28 and an incher in front of them one time. <gasps> we pulled in on the spot they were fishing, fished like the deeper edge of it, and three minutes in, Dave Black caught a 28 incher. Sorry. Yep. Not Whoops. really that sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. I, we'll, Dave Black's never been seen again. Nope. Ever dead, since then. Dead in Cass Lake, I think. <laughs> Oh, they're, I bet those guys are worried that the water's clearing up. They did They'll not. see him in 48 feet <laughs> right. of water now. They did not overpower him. They definitely outsmarted him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we'll have a, yeah, next week's, sorry if you don't care that much, but it'll probably be a, just a pre-tournament deal. That's yeah. what we typically do. And what's going to be nice about that, what's going to be different about that is this is, it's a fishery we don't spend a ton of time mm-hmm. on. So there's going to be some fresh perspective on it, and it's going to be interesting anyway. Yeah. There's always this, like, real good clash of, like, the local guides and the outside anglers that come in. And uh, we, long ago, we compared, like, good tournament anglers with guides, with, like, good weekend guys. And, like, they all have different characteristics, you know, and they sometimes meet at these tournaments. And that's a perfect example of what happens at Cass Lake. Um, cause you get people from all over. There's some guys from South Dakota who won it like a hundred times. Yep. And then you get guys like, uh, Chuck Hassie and Toby Kavala, uh, who are like perennial, guides. perennial good guys yep. up there. And they're like from the guide world. Then you get like Dylan Mackey's, then you get like the home grins <laughs> and we'll see how it shakes out. Yeah. Hopefully it's, it's our, it's, let's make it our year. I got a good feeling. All right. I, I've got... I've got visions of what's going to happen. Then we got freaking Wolski. I might sneak yeah, over dude. there and switch his ball hitch over to like an inch and seven eighths. Why would you sabotage them? I know. They're really good. They're super nice and they're really good. Yeah. We just need to get them on our team. Like, if I lose to those guys, I'm okay with it. Right. Like, we'll just take second. You know, it's fine. Right. I'll but we it. would for sure be just riding coattails. For sure. That's okay with me. That's what I'm doing with you. <laughs> I mean, you don't walk around with a haircut like you got and not expect to be <laughs> king of the household. My wife would uh, disagree with you. I don't. It's, this is wonderful. All right. Uh, anything else? It's been wonderful sitting and chatting with you. Yep. Thanks all. My kid is extremely good, by the way. Yeah. Beautiful baby. We have to end it on something besides me saying beautiful baby. Ah. Uh, Two bucks on the biggest walleye this week. Deal.